Hi, I'm Allie Gertz. And I'm Julia Prescott. And this podcast is brought to you by Everything's Everything's Coming Up Simpsons. Simpsons. Make sure to tune in on September 11th. We are talking about the episode Radio Bart with a special guest you may recognize. Hi, I'm Nancy Cartwright. And actually, I'm Bart Simpson. Who the (gasps) hell are you? Ah! We're so excited. this This is so good. This was one of our favorite episodes we've ever done. Mark your calendars. I don't know. You're probably already downloading it. What What is this life? Uh, September 11th, we are joined by, you already heard her, Nancy Cartwright. We're so excited. Please tune in. All right. Bye. Today's episode is brought to you by Last Rampage, the new true crime film starring Robert Patrick, Heather Graham, and Bruce Davison. And we had the pleasure of speaking to someone involved with the movie. My name is Robert Patrick. I play Gary Tyson. That's Gary Tyson with an I in the film Last Rampage. Evil broke loose in 1978. Arizona State Penitentiary. You know, that was interesting. What what, what it was like playing a real person as opposed to a, a fictional character. It was really trying to wrap your head around how this guy could do some of the things that he could do. That was the the things that you were drawn on. Of course, there was no way you're going to try to do an impersonation of a guy, nor was I going to try to, you know, get as heavy as the guy. Uh, I didn't have enough time to really go that route. But I, I, you know, I found him really, really interested in trying to live up to the charisma that he had. I fell in love with the folklore of the story, like there, you know, the the whole idea that he was a guy that was raised uh, during the Great Depression. See that, from a historical point of view, those kind of stories resonate with me. That yearning for something better, trying to find it, have to steal to get it. How do you deal with that if you're a religious person? You know, how do you run underneath that? How do you justify it? He had a double life sentence that he began to push his wife and his kids to say, God, you know, I'm going to serve one term, and when I die, I'm going to serve another term in hell. Uh, I got to get out of this. And, and the, 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 the link that he was willing to uh, uh, go to to get his kids to help him get through this and get him out of prison was, it was fascinating to me. Don't miss Last Rampage, the true story of the prison break of Gary Tyson. In theaters September 22nd and available for on-demand pre-order August 22nd. Find out more on Twitter by following at LastRampageFilm or on Facebook.com slash LastRampageFilm. Hey, welcome to The X-Files Files. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. A better web starts with your website. For a free trial and 10% off, visit squarespace.com and enter offer code X-Files Files. Okay, so welcome to the show. This episode, we have Matt Myro back. If you remember, his last episode uh, was lost to the gods. And um, so he's back now, and we're talking about two episodes. We're talking about uh, uh, Fearful Symmetry and Dodecom. 
Fearful Symmetry, you know, honestly, talking about this one made me kind of wish I was skipping episodes again. I just didn't love it. I thought it was, it was kind of tough for me to get through this one, even though I'm a massive, 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 massive X-Files fan, obviously. And um, Dotcom was one that I'd heard a lot of bad things about. I actually end up kind of liking it. Um, uh, Dotcom is the one when they're on a sh sh where they're on a ship, both getting older. Mulder and Scully, and then um, Fearful Symmetry, obviously, Invisible Animals. So, pretty interesting stuff. Um, so, as usual, please, you know, uh, give me uh, good reviews on iTunes. Um, go to the subreddit, X-Files Files subreddit. There's a lot of great conversations going on over there. Uh, email me at, I believe it's, I always forget my own email address. It's the X-Files Files at gmail.com, at X-Files Files on Twitter. And follow me on Twitter at Kumail N. That's K-U-M-A-I-L-N. Enjoy. Welcome to the X-Files Files. It's Matt Myra again. Oh, my God. Hey, but Matt. for the first time, really, Kumail. It, it happened. For, for the listeners. There's just zero proof of it. Yep. It's, he said, he said. He said, because Dustin was also here. <laughs> it's a he said, he said, he said. It's the classic he said, he said, he said situation. Um, and we felt really bad about it. Well, I was just glad to be asked to return. And it was, uh, yeah, of course. Um, how's it going, buddy? Great. I just uh, left work right now. I watched two episodes of The X-Files while I was writing dick jokes about the internet. Um, give me what the thing was, and I'll give you the jokes. What was the hashtag today? Uh, hashtag today was lesser Bond movies. Man with the Golden Girls. Great. Uh, Sky Mall. Uh, we use that as an example, but yes, great. Uh, Points. Um, <laughs> Doctor No means no. <laughs> Points. <laughs> um, that uh, was a that was a hashtag. Diamonds are for Evan. Great. We had a Diamonds Are for Kevin today. Uh, but that was a hashtag, just to show you where we're at with hashtags. That was a hashtag I pitched, and it was rejected in October of 2013. Oh! And now here we are, <laughs> running out of hashtags. <laughs> I didn't think you could run out of hashtags. Oh, you sure can, I think. It we haven't be, done it yet. You put the word lesser and then anything after that. You know, it's not. it's not... It's somewhat as easy as it's that. It's not as easy as that. And not as easy as well, that. Well, James Bond is hard because there's only a certain 20, number of Yeah, movies. there's 23 movies. Yeah. Matt is a writer for At Midnight, and tonight we're talking about two X-Files episodes, Fearful Symmetry. Let's talk about that one first. Don't get the name. Fearful Symmetry. Does anyone get the name? It's a, it's a William Blake poem. I'm supposed to know that? No, I know it because I read it in school, but it's about a tiger, and I don't... Did you read that in college that made you read that? Or did no, you no, read no, that no. in like grade school? Why is your schooling better than mine? Because it was British schooling, and they're like smarty pants. You know, this. You I went know to, this. I went to Catholic school. We were not told to read poetry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, every subject was just different parts of the Bible. Oh, well. Uh, Whatever mass was the in the Bible. the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Well, how can three people be doing the same thing at the same time? I don't get it. Yeah. Same nope. person. No, I don't get it. Whatever. Fearful symmetry. Okay, so, so explain um, the poem to me. Yeah, so I don't know the poem. I I don't I never got the poem, but mm. it's like tiger, tiger, burning bright, tiger with a Y. Oh, tiger and burning bright, great. Light, tiger, I'm on board. Now I understand why the episode was named that. What did you, th this is the one, it's invisible uh, In animals, invisible all, elephant. Invisible elephant, which is never explained. Which is never really explained <laughs> never why explained. it's invisible. That never, ever 
ever gets explained. Because they kind of explain why it ends up somewhere else. Because he's like, oh, every, the space yeah. time. The space e- time is yeah. off. Every <laughs> X Files episode has some sort of loose. This is what happened. Yeah, I'm Fox Mulder. I'm going to wrap this case file up. Yeah, and every, they all have that. But S- this one, yeah, nope. Just something. Also, like, <laughs> I just loved the fact that. Mulder and Scully get called in for this mysterious glass breaking incident. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like where nothing is caught on camera, which is and kind I of like a misdemeanor. I like where she literally says, "Like, um, you know, it's not a high quality camera." Yeah, you know how bad cameras sometimes just don't capture people. <laughs> like, hey, I'm sorry, Jeff, you're not in the picture. It was a Fuji. Uh, so. You know, it's just not going to happen. <laughs> what the are you the ISO about? wasn't opened up enough. The uh, the interesting thing about the X Files particularly in the two episodes that we watched for this uh, here podcast. It's the these are the these have to be the darkest two episodes just in terms of how much light oh. is available oh. for me to see what is going on. The next one and this one you're yes. right. There's no lighting in any yeah. of them. The other one, the next one is set on a ship so that sort of makes sense. Yeah, but this time it's like I feel like they're at a point in the season 2 budget where they're like, "Oh god, we are this, yep. this lighting guy is costing us an arm and a leg. Yeah, he's so expensive. <laughs> Can you know we what? just we'll just write it in the dark. <laughs> we'll just write it in the dark. Um, this one, I th- you know when I first, uh, this is one that people I'd heard people didn't like, mm-hmm. and I was like, uh, I remembered liking it because I think I just liked the idea of ghost animals. Like I was like, I, that's how I'd remembered it. Yeah. Uh, but it's really not ghost animals. It's invisible animals, and it's not even as cool as you think invisible animals would be. Like yeah. this is one of the my least favorite ones that I've seen in a while. Did my email go out with my notes? I email myself my notes. I took a lot of notes for this one. Yeah, find it. I'm gonna find it right now. Yeah. Uh, um, I thought the opening looked kind of cool because there's like stuff happening and elephant yeah, sounds. Yeah, I thought those were great practical effects. Yeah, it looks cool. Hello telegraphing of things to come whenever a cleaning person is alone or with one other cleaning person and music is happening and they're dancing and having a good time uh, shit's gonna go down it's going bad you should never have headphones on real bad cleaning people having a good time yeah it just you guys you should be miserable yeah and just talking you just talk don't yeah. dance just talk about how <laughs> shitty your life is because then something <laughs> shitty won't happen yeah, if you're having too good of a time an invisible element elephant will run by. And he says, um, Mulder says, uh, his spine was crushed like a string of seashells. That's a crazy thing to say, right? But if you remember, you know, in the 90s, like Dave Matthews fans, they would always wear those necklaces of crushed seashells. <laughs> what, is that what it is? <laughs> I, I assume. But they weren't crushed seashells. They well, were they were like, seashells. Weren't they like seashells, broken up seashells to make oh. that shitty necklace that dudes would wear in Abercrombie catalogs? Oh, I guess you're yeah. right, like puka shell things Yeah, or whatever, yeah, so right? that's probably what his spine looked like. So you just are like, hey, Dave, uh, <laughs> Dave Matthews yeah. reference. Mulder was probably a Dave Matthews fan. <laughs> By the way, people who don't know Matt Myra is the biggest Dave Matthews fan <laughs> who is not obviously a Dave Matthews fan, and that is a compliment, Thank Matt. you, thank you That is a much. compliment. I appreciate you're a, that. I understand the compliment, I take it. The best I can say is you're a stealth Dave Matthews fan. <laughs> When people find out, they're surprised. Yeah, they're like, what? And how, be proud how? of that. Thank you. How, Thank why, you. all the questions. Thank you. When. <laughs> um, there's something I've noticed, like, in the opening, the elephant, like, sort of uh, dies, right? It's dead. It doesn't sort of die. It well, dies. It does sort of die, actually, because it does, it does give, like, a last sort of, like, yeah. death yelp. I feel like there's something so, like, 
a human and like digni dignified about elephants. And whenever I see elephants like getting hurt, it really bums me out. Well, because they're they seem like gentle giants. They do. They're you know? so slow. Yeah. There's like an intelligence to them. It their seems eyes. Like. Their eyes. Their eyes depict some sort of intelligence that maybe you know. Also, think about the size of their brains, Kamal. I mean, big, huge, big, big brains, huge brains. And as uh, you know, '90s environmentalist Kyle tells us, Kyle, <laughs> <laughs> fucking Kyle. I bet he's a Dave Matthews fan. I love Dave. And Matthews. no one's surprised. <laughs> He probably would have been uh, in Greenpeace had he not died oh, under yeah. uh, under uh, suspicious circumstances. Oh yeah, hardcore. But uh, yeah, Kyle says that they uh, Kyle they know they bury their young they're they're dead and uh, they visit elephant graveyards. They say instinctually visit elephant graveyards. So, so this, they don't just happen to be in the same places. Well, this is so. This is what I remember hearing about. This is like an urban myth. So I looked it up. This is where that comes from. Because people think that they found a bunch of bones in the same area, mm -hmm. and they think, like, oh, elephants, like, when they're about to die, they go there. Yeah. And there's a couple reasons why that started. One, they'll try and, when they're dying, go to the area that is the most, like, fertile, mm -hmm. which sort of is the same area. Also, because elephants get poached a lot, yeah. a lot of poachers will attack, like, a herd of elephants and just kill 20 of them. Yeah. And then they'll just decompose over there. Mm -hmm. So that's why people think that oh. they have it, but it's like we did it. Oh, or they'll like poison a watering hole, a poacher's well, poachers and then dicks. they all die. Why do people like ivory? I think it sucks. You think ivory sucks? I think ivory sucks. You don't want to tickle it? You don't want to tickle the ivories? No. I mean, <laughs> are they really made for, they used to they be, used to be made a long time ivory. ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but like, it's not for piano now. It's like for decoration and stuff. Yeah, it's a decorative thing. I mean, Obviously, pianos have stopped using ivory. Although, I mean, legally, you can't if it's killed before. I think in England, and all my antiques information comes from Bargain Hunt. You know, the British show Bargain Hunt. Uh, so I know weirdly, I know things about the antiques trade in England. <laughs> but if you're if the if if the <laughs> ivory is pre, I think nineteen twenty eight. If it's pre nineteen twenty eight, it's it's legal to sell and trade. Oh, so only ivory that's been around yeah, yeah. since then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but that's fine. So, but what kind of stuff do you see that has ivory on it? Honestly, not a lot. I've seen scrimshaw. What is this? What? <laughs> well, that's from a, more from a whale's tooth. Yeah, that's etched. You know, etched and then oh. inked. You know, like uh, sailors used to do that. When I was a kid, my parents did have uh -huh. a sort of. It, it looked like elephant tusks, yeah. and it was ivory, but they were there was like stuff carved into it, so yeah. it sort of looked a little like a ship. That's like a touristy thing you can get. You know. I don't know if it was real. Well, I saw a lady bring in what she thought was a real set of uh, ivory, carved ivory into Pawn Stars. But and no. uh, sadly, it was not real. Um, anyway, I think ivory sucks. Sure. And uh, it, it sounds harsh, but I'm the one protecting the elephants. I'm saying don't kill these elephants. Yeah. We don't want this thing. You don't need ivory because we can make stuff that looks just like it. Yeah. You know who needs ivory? Elephants. <laughs> they can't make ivory. <laughs> they need it. They need ivory way more than we do. Absolutely. What do they use their tusks for even? Tusking. Just tusking, right? I feel like they do use it for playing and like uh, they're nestling th their young. Yeah, I don't know. Do they ever? Do they impale anything? There the elephants on are any elephants on record as impaling anything? No, they're gentle giants, as okay. you said. Well, then, like I said, fuck you, alien, you elephant killers. Don't do specifically it. Specifically, aliens. Don't do it.
Um, I thought here uh, the elephant's name was Ganesha, which to me is the most obvious thing you can name an elephant right after Babar. <laughs> you can't name an elephant Babar or Ganesha. Pick a third name. Or Dumbo. When I was Those are the three. When I was writing my notes that I, I spelled Ganesha and I, and I spelled it I spelled it incorrectly, and then I was like, oh, that's not at all how you spell that. It's no. an SH. Yeah. I was like, what? What did you think it was? I forget how. A TIA. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, that's what I wow. wrote in my no, initial note. I believe a Hindu religion, 100% Hindu religion, but I believe he's the uh, god of like travel and safety yeah. and travel and Which stuff. Which is like how you that. get around an elephant, you know? I, I never put that together. Yeah. Well done. Thank you. Well done. I also realized watching this that zoos are real bummers, huh? Zoos, this zoo particularly is a real bummer and because A, their funding's been cut. Oh, their funding's been cut. The guy who runs it, the warden, is a piece of shit. What's his name? Do you remember his name? I his think name I, is, uh, is it Joe? He even has like an evil... He's got a last name, too. He's got a full and I wrote Ed, it Meacham. Down. Ed Meacham. Ed, Ed Meacham. Ed Meacham. He's got the name of a bad guy. Ed Meacham. Well, when he first shows up, I love when he first shows up and he goes, Mulder goes, uh, do you think in your experience uh, an elephant could have done this? And he, Ed Meacham just looks around and goes, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about elephants. Yeah. Well, uh, sir, you <laughs> are responsible for this is your job. I presume you went yeah, to school for it? Probably. <laughs> yeah, probably. So weird. And the elephant gets hit by a truck, right? No, the elephant comes up to a truck. Yeah. That was a very cool scene. It was cool. You know? I, I thought it was super cool. That guy's load was going to be late. And I looked it up, and that was based on a real incident where an elephant, they, they had the idea because they read a story where an elephant got out, and there this happened in Hawaii. Oh, wow. And there's footage of it that you don't want to see. There's footage of this that you don't want to see. I was because I told Jonah about this, our friend Jonah, yeah, of and course. Jonah was like, "Oh, this is from Hawaii, and around the same time, like ninety-three, ninety-four, yeah. and <laughs> so there was an elephant that escaped from the circus, and these like forty cops with fucking machine guns just shot this elephant till it died. Wow! And there's I I just saw a still of it, and it is j a, an elephant that's been shot forty times, still standing. And wow. it is brutal. And that's where they sort of got the idea for this. Like, the elephant, something happened. It, like, went insane or something. Yeah, and went kinda, on a it rampage. snapped. I think I remember this. It snapped. It was. He yeah. said it was, like, a big national story. Well, national in Hawaii is, National like in Hawaii. Island. Yeah, like, exactly. Everyone must be talking about this. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it is. <laughs> Congratulations. Something happened on your <laughs> island today. Um, they, uh, this is also, what did you think of... Uh, Oh, the the woman uh, was it Kyle that says that the elephants are incredibly spiritual creatures? Yeah, I think it's. Kyle I was like, it. "Fuck this guy! Kyle, I don't like you." I didn't like Kyle. I didn't like his albino friend. I was oh. glad when his albino <laughs> friend gets killed. Oh yeah, he gets. Yeah, he. Anyone who's blonde in this show is an albino to me. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Because yeah. the contrast is so different because the rest of the show is so dark. Yeah, so that's like, right. Oh, it's an albino. Yeah. It must be an albino. They're like a lighthouse. Uh, I liked. Okay, so we meet Ed Meacham. Mulder's there investigating. Mulder's so I love how quick Mulder is to like say, you know, I, I, you know, I'd say I'd, I'd even say it was a tornado, but it's not tornado season. Yeah, or a black hole, but it's not celestial season. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and he says like, "Is David Copperfield in town?" Yeah, like, I love the two David Copperfield yeah, references. Two David Copperfield references. He was huge then, though. That was David Copperfield's prime. My he was parents with that model, 
Elle McPherson at the time, oh, remember? He was crushing he it. He was crushing the post. He was on fire. Yeah. I yeah. remember having a specific year of my life where I was like, if I could be David Copperfield, everything would be okay. You weren't wrong. At that time in your life, you weren't wrong. I was like, is he doing magic to his face? Because he looks great. If you if you go, fun fun thing for kids to do, uh, something I do a lot, is uh, I like to look at, on Wikipedia, I like to look at uh, planned but never built Disney attractions. <laughs> Whoa! Is that is this a big thing? Oh, it's a huge. There's a huge article on this, you know, and you click on all of them or whatever. But there was gonna be a giant magic restaurant at magic. Disney Magic, just magicians. Oh, restaurant okay. At Disney Disney's Pleasure Island in Florida. Okay. Uh, and it was gonna be David Copperfield, and like he was gonna have all like all these Houdini props that he had bought and collected over the years. He was like gonna have like magic happening while you're eating and stuff like that uh-huh sounded pretty cool like magic castle yeah but of. i think they what happened was they realized that uh it was ultimately stupid it's ultimately <laughs> magicians are just funny liars are just fancy liars right yeah. and yeah. It, it just i don't know there's some magicians i do my parents are in vegas right now seeing david copperfield tonight as we speak, they might be seeing David. Are Copperfield. you serious? And they have been so excited. Are your parents for like huge Copperfield fans? Like, is that like their? We all were the Nanjianis. <laughs> the Nanjianis since, since we were was young. The, was it the Nanjiani equivalent of the Vegas vacation love of uh, Wayne Newton? Uh, I would say so. Would your mother, if your mother was uh, in a casino with your father and she happened to lock eyes with David Copperfield, would she then sort of like? Tell your father, oh, no, go play blackjack. I mean, who wouldn't? <laughs> it's David Copperfield. Does your father play blackjack? No. I can't imagine that that's a thing they do. Gambling is not... Uh, no, 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 yeah, no. We can't no. do that. But I don't know why they wanted to go to Vegas. So they're there's coming. nothing to do in Vegas for them except to see David Copperfield. And they're seeing Cirque du Soleil. Oh, which show? Uh, I don't know. Name it. I'll know it. Well, Love is the one I love. That's, that's not, the Beatles They're one. not seeing the Beatles Zoomanity? one. I think they're seeing Zoomanity. <laughs> That is a full-on sex show. Oh, no. <laughs> My parents? Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to be changed. They're going to be I mean, just like, loving it. They're going to come out of there with a more open mind. What if that does happen? for the physical form. No, listen. If the thing is your father I, an MD? Yeah. Well, then he'll love it. He'll be like, look at this guy. He's in perfect shape. He Wait, what are they doing? Like, they're doing all sorts of uh, simulated uh, sexy type things. Like fun fucks? Like fun fucks, but there's no actual penetration. I think that's of illegal. Of course, of course. I think that's illegal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Cinemax. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be like Cinemax. It's going to yeah. be live-action acrobatic Cinemax. I cannot imagine <laughs> my parents' faces. <laughs> I would watch what they're going to see? Th an entire, the entire show with just a camera on their faces So you would watch, for that whole you thing. Would download, you would watch a YouTube video called Nanjiani Reaction Cam Zoomanity? Yeah, and I don't need any edits. <laughs> I want to be there for the whole thing. I want to be there beginning to end, two hours. I want to hear the conversation during the what intermission. Is, what, is a, what, is a, what is something, I just want to hear what is something you think your mother would turn to your father during intermission and say? I don't think they would be able to even talk to each other. <laughs> I think they've had sex twice. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You're and in a phone call in six weeks. You're yeah. having a little brother. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> we saw Zumanity. Zumanity worked. <laughs> Zumanity. Oh, uh, man. Yeah, so David Copperfield, of course. Uh, yeah. 
a great reference, great timely reference. Very, yeah, he was huge then. I remember the space shuttle disappeared. Well, he was making the Statue of Liberty disappear around then, wasn't he? And that's exactly what David Copperfield said. He said, "I once saw David Copperfield make the Statue of Liberty disappear." Right. And I'm that's like, what he Fox, says. we all saw that. Yeah, we all we saw all watched it. that together. That's right. Two You're of a them. real person. Two of them. You know what else I like about this, which comes immediately after this scene, is. Uh, is the lone gunman FaceTime chat. <laughs> yeah, and then one of the guys, uh, for some reason, couldn't AKA make it that day. One of the day. guys booked a part on The Young and the Restless that afternoon. Yeah. He was like, oh, <laughs> like sorry, guys. I will write him It's out. in first position. Yeah. <laughs> and they said that he, didn't they say that he's in a uh, free James Brown rally? Isn't that what they said? There's something about a free, yeah, something about a free James Brown rally. The, the guy with the glasses Yeah. says that he had been... In a free James Brown rally, which I like think. don't support. You that. don't want a free James Brown? Well, I mean, it's too late now. But he beat his wife, or yeah. he was by all accounts a bad person. Well, you know, we forgive and forget. He used yeah. to hit his dancers. His band, he used to hit them. Well, I mean, if you look at the band, they're real tight. They're real tight. <laughs> Listen, I'm not saying it doesn't work. <laughs> but then, uh, in the, okay, so in this one, there's also speaking of hitting. They, they watch an elephant torture video. Yes, which is supposed to be of Meacham. Yeah. Torturing, and the guy in the video looks a lot like Meacham. Yeah, is that, what is that, you think? Is that real? I think that was like, a, that's, I, first of all, I think that's a real video. It feels, it felt like a real but video. Second of all, I feel like the guy that plays Meacham was cast because he kind of looked like the guy in the video. Yeah, although I think he did a good job of being like a bad guy. You know? I like, you know what I thought? Initially, when I was watching the episode, I was like, oh, Meacham's going to be the okay guy. But that's what I thought, too. girl's going to be. Yeah. That's what I thought, too, to like subvert our cuckoo craziness expectations. And she is kind of cuckoo crazy. She's cuckoo crazy. She, her best friend of. is a gorilla. Not even kind of. She's yeah. cuckoo crazy. Is it a gorilla? What is it? An ape? It's a gorilla. Yeah, yeah. It's her best yeah. friend. Yeah. It's literally her best friend and child. <laughs> it's her best friend and child. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. And she signs, and it's odd. Um. So, okay. So, when do we first. This is. Kyle's the guy that tells us. Also, what. Do you remember the name of the group? The wild, the wildlife, animal liberation or something like that. Oh, what is it? it Kyle's group? Yeah. W A A. I forget. Yeah, it was something like that. Yeah. But it was like just such this like innocuous, terrible name. Here, like I'm they were like, it. oh, we're going with the first draft of this. Yeah. <laughs> this whole, I mean, this whole episode to me felt a little like they just hadn't really figured out a lot of stuff before they started. Like, sh you know. Like you said, the invisibility thing not being explained, like that's a huge thing to it's not explain. It's still not explained, too, because the tiger goes invisible mm -hmm. and then is visible. Well, what happens is they kidnap the animal, impregnate them. For what reason, we don't know. Maybe they're making a zoo, or maybe they, Mulder yeah. says they're trying, yeah, to they're trying to preserve because we're killing them. A thousand percent. Which is a fun idea. Century. And they exact. That is crazy, right? Of course it's crazy. You know why it's a thousand percent? Because we started keeping track. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's right. You know? <laughs> Nobody else was counting. In the 1700s were like, oh, we better keep track of this. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's right. Uh, I can't find the name of his fucking right. thing. Listeners um, know. Listeners know. You guys know what we're talking about. And it is stupid. Um, the elephant autopsy, kind of like that. Elephant autopsy was kind of awesome yeah i thought that was that was my favorite scene in the whole thing i also just liked the idea that that scully's expertise can extend into uterus tissue of elephants she could do 
everything. She is like versatile. She, you know what she is? She's data. Oh yeah. She's data of the X Files. Yeah. She can you can write yourself out of any corner with Scully. Oh, that's interesting. You but know what but I mean? Data's way crazier. Like most X Files Data's abilities are crazier, for sure. Right, right. But I'm saying plot mechanism but, wise. But plot mechanism wise, they use data way more than than X Files uses Scully for this. Like they do it in the next one a little bit. They do it in the next one a lot. So in both these episodes, weirdly, yeah. it's sort of unexplained. However, I think in, in this one the unexplained stuff feels accidental to me, whereas in the other one, it's sort of deliberately kind of mysterious, and I thought it was cool that yeah. you don't 100% find out what it was. Right, right, right. Especially in the next one. We'll get to it, but the final yep. shot on the water like yep. suggests like they know what they're doing. Yep. This one, it just felt very haphazard, and they, yeah, they it is like, Scully, go, go, go find out if the elephant this is felt pregnant. This felt kind of like a throwaway. Of, yeah. a, of an episode, and I don't mean that to disparage the writing. I think the writing was good with what they were given, but also the story was by fucking three people. Yeah, three people. This feels like something where it's, they were like, oh, I have an idea about invisible animals. And oh, then well, I have an idea like, about abductions and animals. That's exactly yeah. I think that's what happened. Yeah. I think what happened was two or three different weird ideas got smushed in together, and yeah. sometimes it works on the X-Files, sometimes it doesn't. This one of I've seen so many X Files recently. Yeah, and this one is the one out of all of them that I l enjoyed watching the least. I liked Mulder's trench coat. Great trench coat. I liked coat. the collar being made of corduroy. <laughs> 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 I thought that was great. Yeah. Uh, is this the one we get the close up of? Yeah, we get the close up of Dana Scully's eyes when she's looking at the uterus tissue. You know, and through the magnifying thing that's uh -huh. lit up, and it's like, oh my god, she's she's so gorgeous. Yeah, she's she's really beautiful, and she's getting more beautiful in front of our eyes. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, we should really have her on the show. And I feel like every day of her life, she's more beautiful than the day before. So if you see her today, yeah, she's uh, hotter than she's ever been. Yeah, it's amazing. It's like Leah Thompson was. Probably till <laughs> two thousand and one. <laughs> You're like, better, better, better. <laughs> uh, okay. But that being said. She still looks great. Still gorgeous. Still gorgeous. Yeah, still yeah, gorgeous. yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel the same way about Mary Louise Parker. Oh, yeah. Mary Louise yeah. Parker is one of those, too. Yeah. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of ladies that sort of age, I think, better than their male counterparts. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but then there's also dudes that age well. Look well, at, I mean, look, look at Samuel at Jackson. He's 75 years old. Yeah. How old is he? <laughs> I don't know. He's, he's very in his old. 60s, though. <laughs> yeah. He's in his 60s, and he looks great. Um, They have the big reveal that Kyle and that woman were Willa. Yep. Is we're, it? In a, we're in some sort of a relationship. Yeah, and uh, it's supposed to be this big thing, but I didn't really care. So the gorilla is afraid of the light. Yes. And because the gorilla is afraid of the light, the gorilla gets brought into this tiny confinement cage. You're right. And that's where we learn that the gorilla has sign language abilities. 600 words, 600 right? words, understands a thousand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that the light, it's afraid of the light, but no one can put it together. Also, I do like how, how well, maybe she should have been more shocked. Like, wouldn't you be a little more shocked if you're, like, a person of science and, like, you take care of these animals all the time? 
and uh, this FBI agent comes in and drops the alien abduction bomb on you. Oh, right away. <laughs> right away. And Scully looks at him like it's a dog that shit on the carpet yeah, again. Like, like, oh, Jesus, here we Mulder, go. Mulder, please. come on. Put your face in it. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Sophie's the name of the, the gorilla. The gorilla Sophie, yeah. yeah. Um, was this before Congo was written? You know, I thought of that. I think this is after Congo. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we're... Uh, that's Amy. Yeah, it's, I know. But yeah. it's, a, it's two syllables ending in I. Oh, yeah, very similar. Yeah. This was the time, like, I believe early to mid-90s where we were kind of obsessed with it was sign the language gorilla gorillas. Yeah. yeah. It was the gorilla sans and the magician sans. It was the gorilla sans. Did you ever see gorillas in the mist? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Jane well, Goodall that was, probably, was at the height of her powers. That was probably that was probably late 80s. But still, I think the gorilla science was still there. The magician science was still there. I think for like... We were so naive. I think for like seven years, gorillas were having the best week ever. <laughs> <laughs> they really were. They were on fire. <laughs> I mean, Megillah gorillas before that, but, but we still liked... That's why gorillas are having the best week ever. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I I kind of wanted to look up like the thing like it bums me out at how smart gorillas are. I would feel much better if they were dumb, because why would you feel better about that? Well, because not that I'm threatened by them, but yeah. it makes me sad that this gorilla can speak. Can it yeah. like makes me sad for some reason? Well, I'm like, oh, you're smart enough to know that you're an idiot. Did you happen to watch sixty minutes yesterday? No, no, no. There was a story about the smartest dog in the world who is a border collie that knows something like 6,000 words. This is on 60 Minutes? Yeah. You know we're all going to die of Ebola in two weeks, right? Oh, I understand. <laughs> I'm well aware that I will not be taking any connecting flights through Dallas. <laughs> Terrifying. Oh, my God. It's the worst, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's. Uh, I just watched a later episode. Talk about going viral. Call. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is the end of the podcast. Not just this episode, but... <laughs> The podcast forever. The end of podcasting. And I just got word that Netflix has stopped live streaming or <laughs> <laughs> streaming X Files. And David Duchovny just quit acting. Oh my so. god! <laughs> Sorry, everybody, but um, it had to be said. Um, so, how does the dog know six thousand words? Uh, it, this uh, the the owner of the dog, eighty six year old uh, psychologist, uh, spent five hours a day, five days a week teaching it words, teaching it how to identify different stuffed animals and giving them all names. Really wow. kind of amazing stuff. Border Collies are generally thought of as the smartest dog. They're the smartest dog. So if you want a smartest dog, get yourself a Border Collie. I don't want my animals to be super smart. I want my animals to be smart. Really? Yeah. It bums me out when they're smart. Like, I'm thinking Border Collie. I'm going to get a dog. I want a Border Collie or a Lab. Because, like, like the elephant thing, seeing the elephant dying, bums me out. Mm -hmm. um, gorilla dying, bums me out. Yeah. I, I don't... Like, uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes? Bum me out. Oh, uh, I won't. I didn't watch it specifically because it terrifies me. That movie is like a straight 100 minutes of monkey torture, okay. as our friend Tom Lennon would say. Yeah, sure. A straight 100 minutes of that. Just horrible, horrible stuff. And then like a 15-minute battle. And it's a great movie. By the way, it's the, I've bummer. seen the trailer. There are not close to that many... Apes. <laughs> Where did in they come San from? Francisco. I guess that's right. They are not even remotely. <laughs> Where close. did they get? I. That's even a if, very good even point. Even if there's a testing facility up there that has 
a thousand apes? Why would they have a thousand apes? Let's say they did. That's there's still is... eight million people in San Francisco, and there's probably six million guns. <laughs> yeah, that's a very very. I feel good like point. we would have won that battle. Yeah, we would have won the battle. That's very interesting. Yeah, but those both those movies are pretty good. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to say? I'm gonna uh, move on to. Well, let's the, see. What else about that episode? Uh, did you find your notes? Well, let's talk about the end. How Mulder gets locked in with. First of all, <laughs> Mulder has the wherewithal when he's locked in the cage with an irate ape. Uh huh. He gets gorilla. punched by a gets punched by a gorilla, which is which is pretty cool. And then he has the wherewithal to. Look at the gorilla and memorize the sign language. Yeah, yeah, he's really on it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, what does it say? Man save man. Man save man. That, that's a little heavy-handed. It's a, the whole episode is heavy-handed. Yeah. Right down to Kyle getting killed by a cattle prod slash falling object. Yeah. The cattle prod. Now you're more familiar with the, or rather, it's fresher in your brain, the lore of the X Files. Yes. Or do, don't cattle prods come back into play at some point? That's later. Yeah, okay. Yeah. There's Because there's that creepy guy that looks like a Terminator. He looks like a Terminator. He's got a little ice pick weapon. Uh-huh, uh-huh. He's got a little ice pick weapon. But I feel like in the X-Files PC game, <laughs> there's a cattle prod at some point. Anyway, we're going to play that game and talk about it on the podcast we at will. some point. Yeah. We certainly will. Hey, so that was the first episode. Uh our- just wanted to remind you that this episode is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website, portfolio, and online store. For a free trial and 10% off, visit squarespace.com and enter offer code XFILESFILES at checkout. A better web starts with your website. Uh, the spare, Squarespace, spare Squarespace. Spare Squarespace is a fun name. Anyway, Squarespace people, uh, you know, it's very easy to use, very simple. They have a ton of designs. It's drag and drop content. They have 24-7 support through live chat and email. Plans start at just $8 a month and includes a free domain name if you sign up for a year. And you can set up a free online store. So if you're selling something, for instance, uh, a lot of you pointed this out to me. This is very, very exciting. Uh, Jillian Anderson recently did an AMA on Reddit. And the third question someone asked, the first one was about, you know, I think there were, the first couple were like pretty big. One was, um, I think about Hannibal. The third question someone asked her was if she would do this podcast. And she said that she had heard of it and that she would want to do it. So that's crazy. And it's very exciting. And hopefully she wasn't just being polite and nice and stuff. Um, Obviously would love to have Jillian Anderson. So if I was making a website to like, get signatures for people to convince her that people listen to the to the to the podcast that they want her to be on i would just go to squarespace i would enter the offer code x files files i'd get 10 percent off it'd be eight, eight bucks a month uh and it's uh you know super super cheap and super easy to use and maybe from that we would get jillian anderson to do this podcast i mean I really did kind of freak out. And then someone had emailed me earlier or, or tweeted at me. I forgot that uh, they were at, they met Jillian Anderson at New York Comic Con and mentioned the podcast to her. So when she said that she'd heard of it, I think she might have just heard about it the day before. But, you know, she seems to be sort of 
all three of them, Chris Carter, uh, David Duchovny, and Julian Anderson, all seem to be sort of talking about X-Files again. And someone asked her if a third X-Files movie was going to happen, and she said she was very vague and mysterious, but it seemed like something was up. That's my that's my experience. That's my not experience. That's my read. I'm sorry, my cat Bagel is meowing at me because she's hungry, and I do need to feed her. Um, and uh, yeah, so. It's all very, very exciting. Oh, my God. I'm kind of freaking out thinking of if Gillian Anderson does the podcast. Anyway, um, you can start a trial for Squarespace with no credit card. You can start building your website today. And when you sign up, remember to use the code XFILESFILES. Uh, that's how you show support for our, uh, the XFILES files. And I want to thank Squarespace for their support of the XFILES files. A better web starts with your website. This episode was directed by James Whitmore Jr. and written by Steve DeJarnat. And neither of them had ever done... Uh, really, uh, X Files. Have they done? What have they done since? Ooh, that's that's a great question. Yeah, let me see. Um, it turns out Steve turned his name into uh, Matt Weiner. He created Mad Men. Yeah, huge, huge. Uh, he has. Um, he did write Strange Brew. Oh, isn't that crazy? Yeah. He wrote Strange Brew? I don't buy that. <laughs> I don't buy that for a second. Oh, he, he directed a bunch of Lizzie McGuire. That, oh. That I buy. You know, that's smart. Uh, Getting out of oh, that Disney money. Certainly, certainly. Um, he, yeah, he wrote Strange Brew. This guy wrote Strange Brew. Wow. He wrote a couple, Alfred Hitchcock Presents. Oh, nice. X-Files, Fearful Symmetry. And then he's since then just been directing a bunch of uh, Lizzie McGuire, Flight Twenty Nine Down, which I don't know. Nash Bridges, nice. Couple of ERs, uh, yeah. So that's what that guy's been. There doing. should have been an ER X Files crossover. Yeah, they tried to do some crossovers and it didn't work out. <laughs> like the picket fences one that didn't happen. Um, so this one, uh, people uh, didn't like this episode online. And uh, they also were upset that uh, Miss USA was on opposite an uh, episode that had just aired. Uh-huh. And the X-Files numbers were really, really down. So people are really upset that X-Files rating went from like being in the 20s to like being in the 50s. Because uh, of and the thing, it was Miss USA that 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 did that. So they were very, very what a time. Uh, upset about it. People said, "Huh? We had, we had what four a time. channels." That was also like a misassance, right? Wasn't then that we <laughs> yeah. cared about Miss Universe, Miss yeah. America? I feel like we were into some. I weird feel like the state pageants should have aired locally, but never did. Where did they go? Nowhere. No, no one knows. They just. We just had to take their word for yeah. it. We're just like, oh, sure. Yeah, that's Miss Massachusetts. I bet. I bet. I bet that's right. I bet that's right. It's all. They're not going to lie to us. That's very interesting. Why did that never air? Not even on, like, their... Yeah, local CBS affiliate or something. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. Um, this had won a uh, Golden Globe for Best Series just then. So then the numbers had oh, been up prior nice. to uh, when they went down. People said this was one of the worst episodes ever. Boy, you got that right. This was hard to sit through. Uh, with few moments that make the other 50 minutes worthwhile. P.U. Um, and I'm noticing the level of discourse is really falling. It's getting much harder for me to comb through the message boards and yeah. find actual interesting stuff. Okay. I'm just finding, like, kind of fun stuff. But, yeah. like, like this thing. Can somebody tell me... Can somebody please tell me just how tall David Duchovny is? My friend... Great question. ...is desperate to know. 
Desperate, all caps. Thanks. Uh, I imagine his friend is an inconsolable drunk. Yeah. Who just cannot stop asking. Just, just fucking tell me. I just want to tell you. Just tell you. Just, just find out tell you how he is. How tall is he? Just fucking just go. Use your fucking computer. <laughs> just tell me. I just, oh, I just need to know if he's 6'5", 6'2". What is he? What is he? Can I beat him up? He probably could beat him up. Um, a lot of people didn't like this. This is weird. Uh, I could do without the heavy-handed liberal slash environmental alarmism, though. Mm. Um, people, here, here. A lot of people were upset about the invisibility thing. Not getting explained. Not getting explained. Right. Um, and they said that... Um, uh, here's the other one. Oh, yeah. Uh, morally heavy-handed episodes they don't like. I don't get how conservation and environmentalism is considered like a liberal thing. Isn't that what? How it's so weird that even that's politicized. Well, of course it's politicized because I mean it's just because the right wants nothing more than to use the natural resources we have for fun and profit. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's not a simplistic way of looking at it at all. <laughs> <laughs> but mostly fun. But mostly, yeah, I agree I just with you. just want to have a good time. Everyone anyway, good time. I agree with you. Um, so, yeah, most people are upset about that. And then some people uh, are, are, you know, coming like, uh, I don't think anyone is saying that they can't bear to be reminded that the human race is rapidly and very efficiently destroying its own environment. Chris Carter and the writers deserve nothing but encouragement for daring to bring these issues up on a commercial television Thank show. Thank you for daring to go there. Fox Television also deserves credit for not censoring these references as the other networks almost certainly would. So if the occasional and thankfully direct reminders of our current predicament as a species bother you, yeah. Thank I you, suggest liberal Fox. I suggest suggest you tune into a nice, easy show like Baywatch. Shots fired. Oh, boy. Wow. Um, so uh, uh, this one is pretty good. This one is in all caps. The subject is, David Duchovny, respond if you read this. <laughs> Dear David or other people. <laughs> or other people. You know, if David's not reading this, anybody else. Go ahead. <laughs> it's so great. Dear David or other people, David, colon, how are you? I'm one of the biggest X-Files' biggest fans. If you read this, could you please mail me? It would be an honor. People, colon. So it really is. Some of it's to David. <laughs> some of it's to people. People. If you know Didi's internet ID, please send it to me. If you know a way to communicate with them, mail me at... Thanks a bunch. What is internet ID? I think that's just what people email address? refer to as an email address. This is interesting because they don't have the terms down yet. Yeah. So then someone responds, David Duchovny does not have an internet address. He's not a netter. Netter? He's not a netter. Were we ever were people called netters? No. I don't remember don't netter remember being that a thing. But that's so funny. Yeah. Wow. They were like, oh, yeah, well, I'm a netter. I bet people were trying to use that that's like so to be cool. weird. I bet that's a thing. I guess it was still pretty niche, though. This is, what, 93? This is 95. 95. Yeah. But it is still. I didn't have the internet. So Frasier had already been on for one year. (laughs) Frasier had already been on. So this was a real TV assance we were having. (laughs) Um, And then people are sort of talking about how they want his uh, um, email address. And then... (laughs) Uh, really this is what people said, and then someone was like, "I know this." Uh, he said, "I used uh, he used his friend's account several times, and he didn't like what he saw," and I kind of agree with him. 
Uh, so this guy claims that he has friends of friends with David Duchovny and that David Duchovny went on the internet and didn't like what he saw. Interesting. Crazy. Uh, people are, oh, this is, a, this is interesting. This is interesting. Uh, there's a trailer for a movie that aired during the X-Files uh-huh. that everyone is like, this movie looks fucking awesome. They said, what is this new movie with Jeff Goldblum? Looks awesome. Isn't the girl from those, Aer- is, isn't that the girl from those Aerosmith videos? You know who that Jeff is? Jeff Goldblum and Alicia Silverstone? Yes. Or Liv Ta- Alicia yeah, I'll tell you the other cast. You'll never name it. Okay. Christine Lottie, Jeremy Sisto, 1995 horror movie. The Hand That Rocks the Cradle? It's a movie called Hideaway. Never saw it. Never, never heard of it. Uh, in the film, Goldblum plays a man who dies in a car accident only to be revi- revived two hours later. After being revived, he experiences frightening visions. He begins to understand that he has become psychically connected to a serial killer and that by cutting himself, he can actually induce the visions and see through the killer's eyes. Unfortunately, the vision works both ways and the killer can also see through his eyes. Why haven't we... S- why is this not why a movie that's stuck around? Why is this not a movie covering immediately? This, uh, there's an X-Files episode later that sort of is, uh, sort of like this, but Brett Leonard, the guy who directed it, also directed Lawnmower Man. And people are very excited about this movie. And then someone says that he saw a sneak preview. Really good flick. The FX were wild. However, if David Duchovny were the star, it would have been the perfect film. It, they're very, very focused on the subject at hand. Is, Dave, is there a movie that David Duchovny is the star of that is watchable. Yes. It's the Return to Me. It's uh, I like that movie. Mini Driver and David Duchovny yep, where yep, yep. <coughs> he gets her dead husband's heart or the other way around. I yeah. forget which it is. But she's like, from an Italian family, yeah. Mini Driver is. Yeah. And it's just like a weird rom-com. I remember that. And but there's also, he's also in Evolution, which we talked about on the Lost episode. Um. Yes. The Evolution. Evolution, which was supposed to be Ghostbusters three, which it was the script for Ghostbusters three. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's why Dan Aykroyd's in it, and Ivan Reitman directed it. Ivan Reitman did direct yeah, it. Yeah, it was the script for Ghostbusters three that was sort of loosely changed to not have the Ghostbusters in it. That movie should have been great. That movie. I bet if that movie remained a Ghostbusters movie, it would have been pretty terrible. Yeah, it was. Orlando Jones was in it. Yeah. David Duchovny was Orlando in it. Orlando Jones is probably supposed to be Winston Zedmore. Yeah. And David Duchovny's probably David Bill Murray. probably Bill Murray, yeah. Yeah. And uh, Dan Aykroyd's probably Julianne Moore. Yeah, Julianne Moore is in it. Who else is in that? Is it Sean William Scott that's in it? I think so. There's a fourth person. It's basically like halfway between Ghostbusters and Men in Black kind of, that movie yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was I so excited about that I have not watched that movie since it was in the theater, and I would like to give that movie a second chance. Um, so is there anything else? Can we move on to the next one? No, I think we, can move. we can move right the fuck on. Now, this next episode was one that I, uh, again, uh, I, would, I would hear it uh, being brought up in, like, non-positive terms. I actually really like this one. Did this you? is the one where they're on the ship getting yep. old. I thought it was a fun, like, quiet, Creepy episode. It's a device that has been used on Star Trek. Yes. A couple of times. Yes. Though this is an old device. This is the this is the uh it's an episode that was in the original series and then was remade for the first season of Star Trek The Next Generation. 
Uh, and I'm trying to remember the name of it. I feel like every few years, Hollywood's like, I think we've got old age makeup figured out now, so we got to do <laughs> they it. They never do. Because certainly do. with the X, they do not have it figured out. One person, one team of people had old people makeup figured out. And yeah. that was the people that made Biff and Leah Thompson look How old. How did they look so great? I don't know, but it got it's alarming how accurately it peaked them. they look yeah like if you look at thomas wilson now i mean he's in Tom, better yeah. shape but they kind of nailed what yeah Tom he wilson looks kind of look like. like that yeah yeah he's he's in better shape yeah. and he's not quite as old but um, you know it was great i liked i was really happy seeing him in the heat oh yeah he's great he's great he should he's be great there there's the makeup in this one is so bad it would have been better if they just had a sign that said we're slightly older. I I would have bought that more. A sign around their neck. Yeah, just around their neck. They're like we're, we're, they look older, <laughs> <laughs> or just like a sign on their heads. Like uh, imagine they're older. Or if they had done the League of Their Own device, which is what, which was uh, Gina Davis voiced the old lady that looked kind of like Gina Davis. Oh. Voice, you know. But it has bone structure wise. It has to be Mulder and Scully. It has to be. But Otherwise, this be, doesn't work. Would you? I don't know if it does. Because if so you get much an older. If you get a person that looks like an elderly, Gina, uh, elderly Jillian uh, Anderson, and an elderly David Duchovny, like you get two people that look like, oh yeah, that kind of looks like, and they did the voices. Well, because I think this is what I say. This episode ends up becoming so much about their relationship and their affection for each other. And it's sort of like, you know, shippers would love it because it's them growing old together and That's stuff. That's true. That you really want to see them have those moments together. I mean, there's a time in this where Scully basically tells David Duchovny, uh, Mulder, like, hey, just close your eyes. You're tired. Close your eyes. She's basically yeah, like, it's okay to die. Yeah. And she says at the end, the wolf said the door. This is a. It gets super heavy at the end where they're like, we're both going to die. And yeah. I thought that that stuff was pretty effective. Actually, here, I'll tell you this. It, it, this is a review. Todd Vanderweff, who used to write for AV Club, I think now he writes for The Verge. He wrote, he liked the episode. Okay, I liked it more than he did, but he described this pretty well, the, the stuff he liked. And this is how he says he says, there's some very poetic little moments sprinkled throughout the script, like Scotty discussing a father's love of the sea mm -hmm. or the dying captain's story of how he managed to make it through without dying just yet. It's a script full of lovely moments like this, and a script that pauses from the constant horror the show has been serving up for several. Uh, episodes in a row to just tell an unsettling, ultimately moving tale of two friends who look into the abyss and somehow don't fall. I thought that was like a very... A very nicely worded yeah. uh, way to describe this episode. Yeah, I, and I, I thought that... I, it, I was really moved by that at the end when she's telling him, like, it's okay, just... I thought what was interesting was, like, there's nothing... Or what was cool about the opening, the cold open of this episode, was that there's nothing to really date the naval situation like there's nothing that dates it as being in the 90s yes you know what i mean so it could have been that they would just been because when you're watching it you're thinking because what i was thinking when i was watching it they've been lost forever this shot has this ship has been lost for 50 years yeah and these guys finally made it to the canadian trawler right and i was like oh i'm on board for this situation yeah it looks uh, the, the cold open is great yeah it's very when you good. see them old in that little very good rescue boat thing yeah, but also it's again here's another thing here's what i would say maybe that was their way of prepping us for what the shitty old makeup's going to look like 
Yeah. Because they just made up these actors to look old again. Why didn't they just Instead of just casting a bunch of old people. Those guys, you could have totally cast yeah, old people. absolutely. But I think the way that the makeup looks on those guys, more so than uh, Scully and Mulder, it's because it's bad. I think it's a little actually tougher to look at. It's a yeah. little more disturbing. Because yeah. they're not exactly getting old. It's like the thing is like decomposing them or something, right? Yeah. It's not like, like they're... the salt content is too much. Yeah, it's doing something like yeah. that. It's not like they're actually getting older because he says aging. we're not losing our hair. Yeah, they're not aging. Yeah. They're just like basically decomposing faster. Yeah. So, so it looks... The way that those guys looked more, was more off-putting, and I thought a little creepier than if it was actually yeah. just old people. Okay, Their so hands look terrible. So then we jump to, you know, the X Files theme plays. Then we yeah. jump to the hospital, where, as per usual, uh, Mulder didn't discuss it in the office. He had her come right out to the field. Yeah. To the hospital. Yeah. Hands her a credential that he says he got. Yeah. And then she goes to look at the patient. And the doctor somehow has memorized all credential numbers and is like, this is not a valid credential number. Oh, really? Yeah. He, I. The doctor looks at the credentials I, and goes, like, this is an invalid credential number. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? At least walk out of the room for a second and check it on a piece yeah, of paper. Yeah, right. Go out Don't and then come back in. Don't tell me that you know all the numbers off the top of your head. Did Mulder, like, print it off the internet? Do you How? think Fox Mulder's a netter? He's a netter, probably. He feels like... Fox is a netter. Fox is, Fox definitely, is definitely a netter. A netter. Yeah. He's going on Usenet yeah. groups. Yeah. He's doing stuff. Um, I used to love, when I was a kid, like Bermuda Triangle stuff. Of course. And I think this part of why I like this episode is that it tapped into some of that. Like, there's yeah. a crazy... I was 100% sure that Bermuda Triangle was real. If somebody went there, they would go into another still sure wormhole thing. You've just you've been you've just you've that's sufficiently been debunked in your mind the Bermuda Triangle. Sufficiently, yeah. You don't right. think so? I I mean I find it interesting. Yeah, there's I definitely mean, something going on over there. Because Mulder talks about wormholes. Whether it's on Earth. the, you know, the pole, the Earth's magnetic poles, whether they're like intersecting over there or something. I think there's something going on. Wait, what do you know about it? Wacky. What do you know about it? About the Bermuda Triangle? Yeah. I know that it's, you know, the ships do have navigation issues in there. Planes do have issues with their instruments in the triangle. And I think that it's something to do with uh, maybe the magnetic poles of the Earth, you know, the magnetic fields joining at a certain juncture or whatever. I don't think people get lost and go into another dimension. I just think but that something is. shit goes wacky. I looked up also the Philadelphia Experiment, which I used to know about. Did you watch the Philadelphia Experiment movie? I haven't seen it. It's all right. Is that so? I looked it up on Wikipedia, and it's based. Uh, what they say it's is basically that bullshit. they were trying to make them invisible. Yeah, and they said that what happened was that it was they tried it once, and basically when it came back, this is what they say. Obviously, it's all been debunked. Yep. Uh, people were like embedded into walls and stuff. Yeah, like someone's like hand was like, through a ceiling. Phased. Yeah. yeah, like they've been phased together. Yeah, like, like the Pegasus in Star Trek The Next Generation when it's trapped inside of the meteorite. Remember the Pegasus? Because they have that cloaking device Yeah. from the Romulans. The phasing cloaking device. There was... There's an X Files where people get fused together too in the same way. There's some, there's some, there's some shit happening. There's some, there's some there's shit some, happening. There's some crossover. But I will say it's interesting. Just go read the Philadelphia Experiment thing because all the people who come out and claim that this is what you know this that 
Albert Einstein's unified field theory uh, is what they say was used to try and do the Philadelphia experiment. And um, uh, there was a Philadelphia. They were doing something, but it wasn't this. Yeah, they were just trying to find a, a new um, route or something. I'm trying to remember the name of the show that Jonathan Frakes narrated. I think it was called Factor Fiction. Yeah. And I think it's streaming on Netflix. But there is a Philadelphia Experiment episode. Yeah. Of Factor Fiction. I saw a more recent Philadelphia Experiment uh, on a... There's a new show. I forget what it's called, but it's from last year on Sci-Fi or something. Probably called This Is Bullshit? <laughs> well, this shows it's interesting because this show did not try and have an objective viewpoint at all. Yeah. This shows was this is fucking real. This is happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the real thing. When I was well, watching, it's like the same thing of like when you watch when you ever sit down and watch an Ancient Aliens. Do you ever watch it? No, I've never watched it. If you sit down and watch, I know an you love that show. It, it's it's so funny to me because all of the language in Ancient Aliens is some scientists say that or oh all uh, vague shit theorists say that this could have been <laughs> like it's all the vaguest yeah. language ever yeah um ancient astronaut theorists say <laughs> what does that mean <laughs> uh, what i liked about this episode also was there's always some mystery to solve until the end when they're just getting old and they're kind of waiting for death. Yeah. There's always some mystery to solve. So it's like they – I thought the ghost ship in the mist looked cool. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. Um, and then when you, they find the old dead people, that was really cool. Like the hand falls off. That mm -hmm. was great. There's some sort of like residue on them. I thought that was that was great. Yeah. Um, and um, I like that there's always something like, what's happening here? Why is this guy not aging? Like, yeah. there's always, like, some sort of thing that they're trying to figure out. Yeah. And I thought that, you know, in the Mulder talks about how he, he, he doesn't have good, he doesn't have sea legs, like he's all nauseous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that sort of plays in later, so he's aging a little faster than her. Yeah. I thought that was fun because I thought that was just a little character moment, but it ties into the episode later. That's true. I did write that down. It's like, oh, of course, Fox Mulder. Yeah. Is gets seasick. Yeah. That it makes sense. Like totally something that would happen. Yeah. To his character. But then it ties into the story too. And the other thing too that I found interesting was when they when they decide to go to uh, where do they go? Newfoundland. Yeah, something like that. Uh, Newfoundland or Norway, right? Yeah. Some seafaring town. Yeah. Some seafaring uh, nation. Yeah. Uh, Mulder's just like, I'm going, I'm getting a 24-hour head start before I tell Skinner. Yeah. And then Scully's like, I'm coming with you. Yeah. My question is, do they have, like, some sort of FBI Amex? Yeah. Are they just going out of pocket? Like, what's they happening They have there? to be going out. Well, what happens is for a lot of these, there's episodes where Skinner's like, hey, uh, what the fuck? You spent all this money. And it wasn't approved. So they do have some sort of thing that they just use. Like some sort of corporate account. They, the there is a corporate account because Skinner has taken to them to task for, like, uh, unapproved expenditures. Yeah. Was it 13 flights to Nevada? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me get regional uh, Roswell Airport. <laughs> yeah. Uh, everyone at the air airport in Roswell knows Mulder. Like, oh, he's back. Hey, buddy, how hey, are what's you? What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I thought that it <laughs> one scene, Skinner's just mad at him for not sticking to an airline to earn miles. Yeah, at the very <laughs> least, <laughs> just stick fly to southwest just each stick time. Stick to one airline. <laughs> yeah, it's the least you could do. You might do. get an upgrade for they, free. They don't have a direct flight. <laughs> Um, so I thought, like, it, it, uh, the, the questions, the mystery was good. What is happening? Is it government? Is it natural? Is yep. it a substance? Is yep. it a wormhole? Um, why isn't this guy aging? There was, like, a lot of good stuff. I thought the deck, 
looked like a really terrible soundstage. But even that kind of worked. I look, I like the way this episode kind of feels. It felt like quiet and creepy rather than like a well, loud. Then we come across the Norwegian pirate. Yes. The guy who's not aging, right? The guy who's not aging. Who? Yeah. And then there's an extended scene. Okay. Did you watch it on Netflix and you didn't get subtitles? I did not get subtitles. That's crazy. It's crazy. On Netflix, they want subtitles. I watched it on my DVD. I was going to tell you what they were talking about. Oh, there are subtitles? Yeah, there's subtitles. I even on turned on the English subtitles. Yeah, I did too. And, and then I just watched it. nothing was happening. I watched it on my DVD. There's a long conversation. <laughs> so if you're watching this on Netflix. Fairly important. You're banking on those guys being good enough actors. Yes. To understand what they're saying based on Context. inflection. Context, yeah. Uh, reaction to each other. Yeah, yeah. I just didn't. They're I basically no just they're like saying. the guys. Like, if you let me go, I'll tell you uh, w- what the secret is. And he's like, I don't trust you. He's like, you should trust me. Look at me. I'm not aging. You're aging. You're gonna die. Like mm. that's the conversation. Okay, that's kind of what I put. It's kind of what you figured. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of what you figured. But, but it's, if you're it's watching on Netflix, there's four minutes of Norwegian. That you're not understand. <laughs> <laughs> there really is. I was watching it. I was like, "This is because it happens for like if it's happening for 20, 30 seconds, you're yeah. sort of conditioned to be like, you're okay. all right, yeah, sure, sure, sure." But it kept going on and on. I'm and expecting so I, him to read a Bible verse, it to zoom in, yeah, and then zoom out, and they're speaking English. Yeah. Nope. 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 Um, uh, I like. Oh, and uh, I like that Scully in this one is really going hard at science, like for. For Mulder, it's okay. It's space magic. Yep. Scully is like, no, the ocean is like a giant battery. Maybe the poles are happening. Like, she really wants to, like, try and figure out. And you're right. She's she's a little bit like Data in this. where She's, she's trying, a little too knowledgeable. She's a little too knowledgeable about everything yeah. in this. And then Mulder is just in, for Mulder, like, crazy shit happening is enough. Yep. But Scully's like, no, let's fucking figure yep. out what yep. it is. And that's how she sort of, you know... Well, uh, you know what? I wish that she was a little more knowledgeable about invisible animals. Yeah. Well, she really didn't buy that. She didn't have any like, explanation. You saw the video, Scully. Yeah. Would he at yeah. least be like, this is crazy? Well, the video camera's not great. Yeah. <laughs> there should be a scene where Mulder's just like, just say it's crazy. I'm not asking you to say it's aliens or vampires. Just, just be like, whoa, it's I can't freaky explain shit. That. Just say you can't explain it. Just be like, this is weird. Yep. Yeah. Um, I thought that both of them were very, very... It was a tip of the hat to them for not going overboard on the old people acting. Like, they did a good job yeah. of not going too crazy. And the bleh, that kind of I shit. Think, I think they were... I think they were acting not like they were old. They were acting like... They were tired. They were dehydrated and yeah. tired. Which I thought was a good choice. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was a good choice because that would have made it, like, m- pretty unbearable. Yeah. But I thought they were both great in it, and then ultimately it sort of becomes about like how much she loves him, where she's like trying to get all the water and stuff yep. and running around and trying to take care of him, and yep. she has to sort of choose like because her god is science yep. in this episode at least, and then she realizes that it's science versus Mulder kind of because she knows that the science is saying that Mulder is gonna die, mm-hmm. and that it's better if they don't take care of him and just take care of themselves, but then her love for Mulder. It's it's sort of, in a way, like counteracts the science, and she's like, I don't care. I know logically this doesn't yep. make sense, and she's so logical. I know logically this doesn't make sense, but this is what I have to do. Yeah, and I was like, 
But did we decide? Okay, so the the rust and all the corrosion was due to the salt content, right? That's what we established. Well, but it's not just the salt; it's some sort of ionized salt. But that is, is there? So uh, there is. Is there or isn't there a uh, time continuum explanation to any of this? I don't think there is. Okay. I think that it's some sort of I would salt. Because I had a real problem with there being water still left in the snow globe. What that shit mean? evaporates. Right. <laughs> yeah. Does it? Yeah. Slowly. Snow- yeah. But I don't think I don't think it's a time continuum thing. I okay. think it's like an ionized thing that then is breaking down the cells. That's why they're looking old, and that's why the rust is coming. Yeah. I thought it was cool that it looked like the ship was bleeding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was cool, yeah. and I know it's like liquid rust. Yeah. Um, that was a cool thing in the beginning where they think it's an old ship, and then it says 1991 on yeah. it. That was cool. I enjoyed that a lot too. Yeah. Um, they don't fully explain what it is, and I think I'm okay with that in this one. Just because there's a lot of mystery, a lot of stuff happens, and then it's just them quietly getting old next to each other. Like, I, I just... You just got to see them grow old together. I thought it was really sweet. You're quite a shipper, aren't you? No, you know what? I didn't think I was. I didn't think... I, oh, my God, my book just fell apart. <laughs> I got some ions oh on it. no. <laughs> Are you a shipper? Do you... Is there... I mean, I know I, you I'm know not a shipper. files ends and... I am not a shipper. Continues. Okay, you're not a shipper. I did not, at least up until now. I never did, and on this rewatch again, I don't want them. Remember to that get 1997 together. episode they were showing commercials for that was like Fox and and Scully finally kiss, but it was like they're on like an old timey ship, Titanic style. Yeah, it's yeah. it's called it Triangle a, in the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, it was the, such a such a bullshit. That whole episode is shot in that style where it looks like it's all one shot. That's oh, is it like rope? That's that episode. Wow. It's a gr- it's a good episode. I'll have to rewatch that. And um, uh, it, it, I think this one. The I'll old come back for that. Sure. I think dot com. You'll come back to what for that episode? Sure. Yeah. I'll yeah. Yeah. Well, you'll do all the water based ones. <laughs> Great. Um, I thought that that one. Uh, this one sort of people forget because they consider that to be the superior, like stuck on a ship episode. Yeah. With some weird time shit yeah. going on, but I I thought this one was like. Good. It had like good relationship drama. Like she chooses Mulder over. This was a good episode, but I think of the four episodes that I've watched for this show, which I've only talked about two to people who are listening. (laughs) uh, I think my favorite is Firewalker with Bradley Whitford. Yeah, I think this one is my favorite. We did Red Museum. Yeah, Red Museum. Yep. Firewalker. Yep. I, uh, Red Museum, Firewalker, Fearful Symmetry in this. Fearful Symmetry is my least favorite. Uh-huh. Yep, I, um, g- I agree with definitely. you. Definitely. I would go Firewalker, Red Museum, Boat, Symmetry. I, I like Boat, and there's something about Red Museum I like, too. Red Museum's greatly creepy, slash hugely built into the mythology of the X-Files. Yeah, I, yeah. I liked ultimately the effect that that hep- episode has. I talked about it. I recapped or tried to recap a conversation mm-hmm. much as I could remember it. And one of the things we talked, I, I like that it sort of implies that even in tiny towns, like it's almost like in the test market, weird products, you know? like Yeah, uh, like when they're testing cappuccino flavored Lays. Exactly. Yep. Th- it, that shit is happening, but with yep. genetic, yep. you know, engineering and yep. stuff. I thought that was really cool and interesting. And then they pack up and go away, and, and you still know that there's probably another like 100 towns where yep. this is happening, yep. but there's no way to find out. I thought that was cool. And also, what I liked most about Firewalker was how good David Duchovny looked in jeans. He looked great in jeans. He looked so good in jeans. 
Oh man, I'm having uh, nobody will hear our conversation about how good he looked in jeans. Um, oh, I I thought the moment where he, uh, her like getting the water from the snow globe and the tuna yeah. and stuff that was very sweet. And uh, Mulder says, you know, you drink it, I'm going to die anyway. And then he goes, you're so stubborn, Scully. I thought that was so sweet. No. That was such a sweet little, like, you're so stubborn, Scully. And then the water starts coming in, and they ju- they lose all the water that she works. This is a very Twilight zone episode where that guy drowns in the very water that he was trying to use to, like, save himself. Yeah. He I gets thought his, that was a he fun. He gets his comeuppance. He gets his comeuppance. It's definitely, like, the guy who's, like, glasses break. Yep, when he wants to get all the books. When he wants when to get all the books. finally no people. Yeah. Um, and uh, he's. I like that he's still doing bits at the end where he says the service on this ship is terrible, Scully. Like, And then when he goes on, he's like, it's not fair. It's not our time. We still have work to do. I thought that was so – his frustration was so – it's so cool where they're yeah. – like, this is an episode where they could have both died. I also like that he's like, it's good that you're keeping a record of this. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. At least this will get up. Yeah, at least yeah. at least people will know what happened. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, and then when she tells... Uh, he, so his frustration, I thought, was very relatable. Where he's like, there's so much fucking... My sister's gone. There's aliens. There's bounty yeah. hunters. And we die on yeah. a fucking ship because yeah. of ions. And then she says... We have nothing to fear when it's over. She should. S- you should sleep. That's so. Now, what is that? What is she referencing? I think she's just saying like. No, because she's talking about like when the police gave up looking, when the when the doctors gave up, and everyone stopped looking for her. Like oh, she's talking about when she was kidnapped by aliens. Gotcha. That's what she's referencing. That's what she's referencing. And she so at realized this point in the series, which is the whole writer out for the pregnancy situation. Yes, uh, exactly. This is a woman who has been abducted by aliens. Yes, and has faced death and in the face, and uh, still refuses to believe <laughs> that aliens abduct people. Well, she doesn't remember anything about it. Yeah. She just knows she was in a coma, and I think that moment is her. Like, listen, I looked death in the face, and there's nothing bad that happened, so it's okay. You can die. I thought that was so sweet. It like is. It's genuinely very sweet, and it's comforting words that I will hear. When yeah. I, when I when I leave this earth, and she says that whole Ragnarok speech. I think I hear the wolf at the door, and it, and they get rescued. And it's really her nice notes of her to quote John Hodgman's comedy special. Yeah, <laughs> that is a good comedy special. Watch it, John Hodgman on Netflix, Ragnarok. Um, her science book helps them. Yeah, you know, so that th- so so that that sort of fits in. The last shot is just water. I like that where it just sort of feels mysterious yeah, and unknown. That, like that I liken that to the highway scene at the end of Terminator Two. What is that? Remember when there's just a highway and and Sarah Connor's narrating? Yeah, it's it's exactly like yep. that. It's exactly like that. It's very haunting, and you know this is an episode that like I've always talked about. It's it's crazy that they had to write twenty four crazy sci fi stories every year. Yeah, but if they didn't have to, I don't think they would have done this episode. I don't think they would have gotten to this one because this one feels like one where they're like, ah, oh, what do we do? Let's just have them be on a ship, get old. And I looked it up, and they had a ship from left over from the last two episodes, Colony and Endgame. They still had access to a Navy destroyer. And so they were like, let's, it says the, it was uh, originally intended as a way to give the production crew a rest after several demanding episodes had been shot because they oh, were like, wow. oh, this will be one location. We'll just do it there. Like when they decided to give the lighting guy a rest. Yes. <laughs> In this episode and the last one. I don't think this episode would have happened 
if they didn't have to come up with a bunch of episodes yeah. and they had like a crazy schedule. So this is sort of like almost like a bottle episode. Yeah, it's like one of those things like which happens in production more than people realize where they're like, well, we just spent all this money on this set. Oh, yeah. Use it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Which is actually funny because like they never, they never, they never would have built engineering for the Enterprise D in the original, in, in the next generation. And so what happened was Gene Roddenberry realized that he had not, in writing Encounter at Farpoint, he had not written in an engineering scene. And he was like, if I don't write this into the pilot, they're never going to pay to oh, build this set. So smart. So he's like, all right, here's our engineering scene. Oh, so then they had to cool. build engineering for the pilot so, so that it stayed. Of, so the set stayed. So he had to think of all the yeah. places he would want in his yeah. ship. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Um, oh, uh, so I'm on the message boards again. A lot of people are angry because there's in the office you see Clinton's picture because it's the FBI and you always have the like, president's picture. Yeah, yeah, the president's yeah, yeah. picture, and people are like this liberal show, liberal agenda. They're like, no, it's, if it was set four years ago, it would have been yeah. a different, you know, um, liberal agenda. <laughs> yeah, people say KKK Cl Clintons with three Ks. <laughs> I don't know why they're doing that. Um, again, you'll see how the level of discourse has fallen. Just adding my disappointment at the color treatments used in the two TV Guide articles photos today. I thought it was wonderful to see a shot of the two stars really smiling, though, especially uh, G.A. She has a great smile, doesn't she? Yes, she does. I thought the pictures were great. You've got to have an awful lot of cojones to wear a lime green overcoat on a national magazine, but Duchovny wears it well. Um, the company's cojones. And then what's happening is this is weird. Uh, so there's an interview that they do in an Entertainment Weekly, and the the uh, hairdresser said this. Malcolm Marsden, the hairdresser, says in the beginning she had trouble with her lines, and I think it kind of upset David because he is so accomplished. He's worked in feature films. He's worked with Brad Pitt, and he can learn his lines like that. Um, and so now people are saying that maybe. Gillian Anderson, Gillian and David Duchovny don't like each other, and that's oh. why they won't start. Because in interviews, they said they didn't want a romantic thing to happen. Yeah. So they were like, it's because maybe they don't like each other. So that was a big thing that <laughs> people are trying to figure out. There's a guy who says that he has a picture of David Duchovny naked, and there's people really trying to get a hold of that picture. Are they um, asking him to scan it? Y well, they, there's, there's on so he says it's on some file-sharing service. Like, you know, it used to be like... Yeah. Uh, it would be like Stanford.edu yeah, slash yeah, something. Yeah. So, but they he won't do it. Um, after reading, uh, this is about that. If for the moment we assume that they don't really like each other that well, that could explain why we might never see a romance between Fox and Dana. In several <laughs> interviews, Didi has made it, made it clear he thought it would be a bad idea. They think that that's He's what's correct. happening. Same guy. Now, this guy has been posting a lot. David Andrew S. I won't say his last name. Would anyone mind if I started a news group called Why are Alt you protecting David Andrew? Because <laughs> you'll see. Is it Sanjiani? It's <laughs> not that his last name? <laughs> <laughs> It's my father. <laughs> Would anyone mind if I started a news group called alt.tv.xfiles.singles? She's trying to get a singles group going. Oh. No reaction. Hey, same guy. Different day. Hey, is there any way a totally unknown person can become a character on the X-Files? I'm weird enough to qualify, I'm sure. Is um, there any way? He wants to be on the show. Oh, my God. I was wondering, is Pamela Anderson of Baywatch fame in any way related to Jillian Anderson? People got very upset Reasonable at that question. Reasonable question, though. Huh? Reasonable question. 
Last names are the same. Yeah, Anderson is not a common last name. Um, oh, people are now discovering that he was on Red Shoe Diaries, and they're very excited about it. People did not know it. that? Huh? People did not know that at the time? Um, this is the most I've heard talked about. Okay. And then people are very excited about it, and he says, uh, rent out the pilot episode of Red Shoe Diaries, and you'll see him in a more participating role. It explains why he's doing what he does in the series. Near the end, you see him shirtless playing a rough game of basketball and then doing a little wrestling with his opponent. Oh. Uh, real creepers on the... Real creeper netters. There's, look at how creepy... Uh, people are like, is David Duchovny hot? Of course Duchovny is hot. I think... I sometimes think he's the hottest guy on TV. It's not just his looks. His looks aren't what you call the conventionally gorgeous kind of looks. He seems to become more attractive as the show progresses. Wait, what about his looks aren't conventionally he's so gorgeous? Handsome. <laughs> he's so perfect. What about his he looks? He looks great. Is it his chiseled jaw? Yeah. His amazing hairline? Is it his puppy dog eyes? His height that I'm still fucking waiting for you to find out. What is yeah, what's his height? How tall is he? His fuckable abs? What is it? Add to that his level of intelligence, and you've got a guy who is drop-dead gorgeous. I'll choose him over Mel Gibson and Tom Cruise any day. Wow. You know what's crazy? Tom Cruise is still... Gorgeous. You would still say Tom Cruise today. Tom Cruise is still gorgeous. Yeah. Oh, and uh, um, she's uh, the guy's cousin. She's she's like, by the way, I'm Maker is the name of the account. I'm Maker's mm -hmm. cousin. I'm a female. Just thought I'd clarify that just in case you're wondering if Maker is gay. Maker's not gay. Um, she's just using the account. She's using. She had to say this so bad that she had to use her cousin's account to be like, hey. So Maker had to be like, I better make up a cousin. Yeah. <laughs> Maker, Maker made up a cousin. <laughs> um, uh, all right. So, you know, this message board thing is getting harder. It's getting harder to sift through and find. Well, because like, you're ending up, you're as time goes on. It's going to get tougher. You're getting more and more of the Internet. Yeah, I'm getting, it's becoming the Internet. Now, do you know if this message board. You know what it's on? like? It's like Jeff Goldblum in the fly turning into the fly. Yeah, I'm seeing him. Exactly. I'm seeing, seeing the happen. Internet turn into the fly. Although that transition happened very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but are you seeing, like. Is the message board that you're looking at, is that, do you know if that stayed current up through the nine seasons of the X-Files? Oh, yeah, it, it's the it main one the whole way through. And then I've gotten emails from people where they said that there were other private message boards that they started because this one got too crazy where it was more curated conversation. Oh. But I went on the message board today and I found a new message on there today and it was 10 of them and it was... Hey, how many people are here because of the podcast, X-Files Files? Oh, that's awesome. And there were 10 responses to it that were like, yeah, I found it because of Kamel too, which is great. That's awesome. So people are like... Also, I love that whoever was paying for that server is still paying for that server. Well, Google bought it, and now it's on Google. It's Go like archived Google on Google. Google Groups, yeah. Well, oh, and wow. it's still like you could still add to it. That's it's, amazing. It's going right now. That's amazing. Yeah, it's People should cool. drop in episode... Like, they should... Rebirth the episode. Just like go to the episode thread, talk about this episode of the podcast on, on that, the episode. Yeah, thread. it's hard to find. It's hard. Well, the episode there's multiple episode threads, uh, so it'll be like there'll be four responses, then ten responses, then right. another one has, and everyone's like, just respond on the old one. Why are you starting a new one? Right. Which is still arguments right. that people have today. Well, but I mean, still valid. There's no real moderators or anything, so it's just it's just insanity. 
Well, thank you so much for coming, Matt. Thank you for having me. And I'll have you back very soon. Yep, and we uh, still have to play the X-Files PC game on the PlayStation 2. I think we pick a weekend where we're free yep. and just jam. Oh, my God. Just we're going to play through that shit. And what we could do is we'll record the podcast like every half hour, an hour, like record like another five or ten minutes, whatever, whenever yeah, something yeah, comes sure. up. We'll just have it there. And we'll be like, hey, and then now this happened. And we'll just. That'll be fun. Like I a playthrough podcast. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be I'm great. I'm excited to play it. I'm sure Dustin's uh, very excited stuff. to sit around for ten hours while we do that. <laughs> I would love to play. That sounds fun. I Mostly I just want to play a video game for a whole weekend and just yeah. like, because I remember like when you would get like Silent Hill 2 or something and yep. just like be like, let's beat it this weekend. I would and always, I still do that with it. Batman games. I beat the story like day of. We could oh, video stream it. Oh shit. shit. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Um, By the way, yep. this is also for people at home. If you like the Batman game, the new Lord of the Rings game, Shadow of Mordor is awesome. It's is the fighting style like Batman? It's exactly the same. That's great. It's the same publisher, not the same developer. Uh-huh. It's exactly the same as Batman. So it's Rocksteady. It's not Rocksteady. Oh, it's the, Warner Brothers. It's, it's Warner, Warner Brothers, Brothers. who did But Arkham it's exactly Origins. the same. You counter, yes. It's not that it's not that developer because Warner Brothers releases them, so they have different developers. Gotcha. So Rocksteady is the Batman one, yep. but they took that system and they gave it to the developer of this game. I don't, I'm not sure who the developer is, but it's uh, it's better than Origins, uh-huh. much better. And you counter with Y, yep. and you know you sort of unlock more abilities where you can like. Um, Basically, you get a batarang equivalent, and you can you you know instead of eight getting to eight hits, you can go to five hits and start killing. It's oh, amazing. Wow. It's I a might, great story. Uh, You're gonna love it. Dislike the Lord of the Rings, but I enjoy that game engine so That's much. That's right. You do dislike it. I sure do. Well, people who like X Files and Lord of the Rings and are gamers. Fully recommend Shadow of Mordor. It's an awesome game. Uh, plug your stuff. You're at Matt Myra. at Matt Myra M I R A on uh, Twitter. Watch at midnight every midnight on Comedy Central Monday through Thursday. When does this go up? This will go up in a couple, not this, in two weeks. All right. Well, go download the episode of At Midnight I was on on Thursday the seventh or eighth or whenever the hell it is. Yes, I'm on Thursday night. Oh, nice. So it'll be yeah. on right after that. This and will be on the week to after that. Phoebe podcast Four Eyes and Beard over on Smodcast. Uh, the Smodco Network there, it's on uh, it's on there. And then James Bonding, of course, is one that we would love to have Kumail on at some point. I would if love he can to make do his it. schedule work. Thank- Did nobody say Man with the Golden Girls? No, no one said that. Someone should have said that. Why don't you tweet that out? The hashtag is about to start. All right. I'm very excited. Thank right. you. Bye. Okay, so that was Matt Myra. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Um, those were, you know... This one we were able to save and use, which is absolutely fantastic. Next week, um, I'm really, really excited about next week's episode. Emily's coming back, and we're talking about um, Humbug, which is, I mean, you know, Darren Morgan's first episode that he wrote. He had, you know, he he had story credit on Blood, but this is the first one he scripted, Humbug, and it's absolutely a classic episode. Emily and I just watch it together. Um couple nights ago and we just started talking about like it's one that really engenders a lot of conversation like we actually started talking about uh, really interesting stuff so hopefully we you know get some of that on the show and then we'll also be talking about the Kalasari again go to iTunes give me give us the show a good review at xfilesfiles the xfilesfiles at gmail.com um, 
at Kumail N. If you want to follow me and go to the subreddit and uh, talk about this podcast and the show X-Files. That's uh, the subreddit is X-Files Files. All right. Thanks for listening. Feral Audio. Hey, I'm, I'm Ben. I'm Ben. I know I'm... I'm <sighs> Ben, just, just do, do it. The, just do okay, the I'm, thing. So, I'm sorry. Uh, hey, this is Ben, Jeff, and Thayer, and we host a podcast called Convince Me, where we have guests on to try to convince us to get on board with their unique obsessions. Check out our podcast. It's called Convince Me. I'm Jeff. 